the vibes welcome to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k24 get your copy from the link in the description right now it's mo Mootsi alongside me is always the three-time nba champion bj armstrong bj it's a friday it's the end of the week how you feeling oh man it's 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 good mo it's good the weekend is uh upon us and uh I see your excitement. I'm looking at your face. Your excitement with the trade deadline quickly approaching. Oh, no, my, my excitement is purely for the Lakers meltdown. Um, but we'll talk about that. Um, but earlier this week, we asked artificial intelligence to give us some predictions for 2024, and they weren't okay. great. So instead, okay. we've got the beautiful Hoop Genius community from our Discord server. If you're mm-hmm. not a member yet, join via the link in the description. And they have let us know their predictions for 2024. Okay. So we can dive into some of these. Okay. The first one is from Missy B, one of our greatest listeners. And she says, 2024 predictions. The Hoop Genius podcast will be featured slash highlighted by the NBA because we know they're frequent listeners and we'll get Hoop Genius merchandise. Well, Missy, <laughs> I, I can guarantee the merchandise. We've got a, a very special design that's being worked on right now for our first ever drop so that you guys can support the show. That's going to be coming out soon. I'm going to say within the next two months, it's going to okay. be coming out. The Hoop Genius podcast being highlighted by the NBA. I, I don't know if we can guarantee that, though. I, I don't know. I know they're listening. I don't know if they want to spread the love like that, though. That's all I can say. BJ, what do you think? You know what? All that really matters to me is is the, is the is our, our fan base, is the people who listen to us, the people mm-hmm. who rock with us. Amen. And that's what that's why we do it. So... You know what? You listen, you listen, but we're we're going to give it to you. Give the people what they want, and just thank all the listeners for the people who take the time every single day to listen to us. And we're trying to bring the very best content that we can possibly bring every single day. So, Amen, Amen. It is. I am worried about no brand or corporation shouting us out. As long as the people shout us out, that's what it's all about. But moving on, Billy says his prediction is that Darvin Ham will get fired and replaced by Doc Rivers. And about a couple hours after Billy sent that, you know, prediction in, Shams Terrania reported that there's currently a growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room, stemming from disjointedness around rotations and adjustments. Now, we all know, we all know, well, maybe you don't know. I'm going to give you the facts. Shams Terrania, um, NBA insider, as they call it, reporter, whatever, with with his millions of followers, and he breaks the news stories. He is represented by an agency um, called United Talent Agency, who is partnered with Rich Paul's Clutch Sports Group. And we know the Lakers have got LeBron, AD, Jared Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish, who are all clutch clients. So when I see a story like this, it essentially is telling me, LeBron said, you got to get out of here, Darwin. Um what do you think, BJ? Do you think Darvin Ham will last the season with the Lakers, or do you think they'll make a change at the coaching position? Um, well, Mo, you you know I'm a little sensitive to you know people in the media saying get fired, and in particular, I'm I'm very sensitive to the coaches getting fired, just from the standpoint of there's one thing I try to do every single night was to hold myself accountable. 
and be responsible for what can happen in between those lines. And I get the business that we're in, right? We hire fires. We hire coaches to fire the coach. Executives living under the same duress to some extent. The owner, the governor, whatever they call them today, they're not going to get rid of themselves. So then, then there's the players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I've been saying this for years and, and I just try to give it, tell it like it is. And then you draw your own conclusions. I don't know what we're really expecting from this team. Like, well, it, it's I, funny I, because all I, off season, they were like, the Lakers had the best off season. And now we're like three, four months in. They're saying, fire the coach. We need to make a trade. Da, 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 da. So which one is it? Which did you really have that good of an off season or, or you know, what is it? So, so he, 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 here's what I'm going to say about it. Okay. Here's what I'm, I'm just going to say. And then I'm just going to leave it alone. You know, Mo, we always talk about teams and how they play and style of play. Believe it or not, Mo, during the regular season, during the regular season, I and I and I specifically remember you and I having this conversation. I said, Mo, I really don't know the effects of what this in-season tournament is going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, Mo, because those young men, those teams played extremely hard for that period of the season. You know, it was almost like a playoff level intensity, which was great. The NBA was happy. The, the the fans gave their approval. The player said it felt good. There was the ratings were up. But Mo, both teams really took a dip after that. The Pacers took a dip. And now the Lakers have taken a dip and they've never recovered. The Pacers <laughs> have bounced back now. They're six and four in their last 10 games, but the Lakers are two and eight in their last okay. 10 games. Okay. But but when the season, when the when the the play-in thing ended, the Pacers went on a little slide. Mm-hmm. And then recently they've kind of bounced back. You know, you you kind of get back and say, Oh, I gotta start back playing again. Everyone yeah, had yeah, annoyed they, at the they're Pacers. They're on a five-game win streak now. Everyone in anointed the Pacers, they're ready now. They're this now. They're one of the better teams. Da da da. You know, everyone was singing their praise. And now they've kind of, you know, they're playing above 500 basketball now. Think about that, Mo. They're playing above 500 basketball. And now we're seeing their bounce back. However, prior to that, they were just unbelievable. When you look at this Laker team, I've said this. You have to play a certain style, and that style, Mo, is pace, and, and, and clearly I think they have better shooting than they've had in, in recent years. But, Mo, they have to play at a certain speed. Yeah. And, I, I, when, and, they, and they, I'm just going to say this last thing. Yeah. And then they made the switch to put D'Lo on the bench and put LeBron at the point guard position. I just don't understand, Mo. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not coaching. I'm just watching. But what I do understand about the game is the game is played at a certain pace, in particular during the regular season. It, it, now, it's a 48-minute game. It's it's not like you can play that pace for 48 minutes, nor mm-hmm. should you. However, there is a large portion of the game that has to be played at a certain pace. I haven't seen the Lakers since Dennis Schroeder 
and I recall, I'm just quick recall here that have had a guard who can push the pace and play at that pace and do all of the things, get them easy, help them get easy trans transition buckets and extend their defense and all those things. Now, I don't know whose fault this is. I'm not in the blame, but when I look at their roster, I go, I don't see anyone on their roster who can do that. I mean, yeah. and probably the closest guy that can do it is D'Lo, and he's not even starting or he's not even playing. They started Austin Reeves at the beginning of the year, and then they took him out of the starting lineup, and then that seemed to give him a little adjustment. And they put Cam Reddish in the lineup. So, Mo, well, well, to they your do point that, about shooting as well, Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish, who are two of their best wing defenders, are abysmal three point shooters, and we all know the formula of playing with LeBron. You've got to be able to shoot a three. So that's two guys on the floor who you can't kick to. But, but Anthony keep, Davis, not a good three-point shooter. So it's like... But we keep saying that, but that's not... <laughs> that version of LeBron is not that version of LeBron. He's not like playing downhill anymore with the with the, 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 the span of time that he once did. He's not drawing the double. It's not like teams are saying, okay, we have to double LeBron every single. He's not playing downhill like that anymore. Now, does he show you moments? Yes. But at one point, Mo, he did this at a level that you had to like wall him in. (laughs) 48 minutes straight. You're not doing that anymore. So, so uh, unless I'm speaking to like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe these are clones of coaches. No coach is telling me now we have to wall up LeBron for 48 minutes like we once had to do, I don't know, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So all of this shooting, they're like saying, okay, let's let's get him to play faster. Let's get him to play faster. We want the Lakers to play fast. And the Lakers are like, hold mm-hmm. on. <laughs> we We want to play controlled basketball. So everyone keeps saying their shooting is abysmal. They're, they're, okay, those are numbers. However, Mo, like, who else attacks the basket on their team other than LeBron? Well, you got Anthony Davis there. He loves the face okay, up he's on the a post. Center. So he's like, a center. He's a center. Okay, but who else on the perimeter attacks the basket? Go. Well, uh, as it gets to the hoop? Or... Austin Reeves to the some basket. extent, but even then, okay. it's, it's not like it's not like you're crazy worried about Austin Reeves. To, okay, to when pitch. I say attack the basket, you have guys like De'Aaron Fox. You have guys like no, Anthony there's Edwards. No one. You have guys like John Morant. You have guys like, you, you know, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Tyrese Maxey. The list goes on and on. No, he, no one, with the exception of LeBron. Yeah, they've got no explosiveness team. at a guard position. Yes. So, okay. So what are we really expecting? Like I, I keep saying, okay, great. I'm giving everyone their respect, but when you break it down, you're looking at them going, what are they really doing? Like I, I ask teams, like, I don't even give my opinion. I go, okay, just, Hey, how do you guys defend the Lakers? How do you fit? How do you defend the Lakers? There's no one's like, well, you gotta, you know, when you play against the Sacramento Kings, you gotta, you know, try to control the tempo. Because you know they're playing really fast. All right? When you're playing against some of these other teams, you know, you watch, I watched the Utah Jazz last night. You're going, okay, this guy, you know, Young Bull and all those guys and Jordan Clarkson, you're going, man, you know, those guys got some energy. <laughs> okay? They're playing with 
they're, they're, those guys are p- pushing the pace and so forth and so on. Okay, I don't see that with the with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. And that's so, that's a personnel thing rather than a coaching thing. Yeah. Well, I, as I said, what are we really expecting here? Like, I'm not expecting this team as is, nor have I expected them to be playing at a championship level. I like their, I like some of their players. I, I, I like AD. I like LeBron. You know, I like Austin Reeves. However, when you start looking around the league, I'm saying, I don't see a Jamal Murray on this team. Mm. <laughs> I don't see a guy mm-hmm. who, who's, I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see a guy like a Jalen Brunston, for instance, who's, you know, is able to attack the basket and, and apply pressure to your defense because he has the ability to score and play screen. I don't see that. Now, I mean, I just want to know what 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 the fan base or the people are really saying or what they're expecting because I don't see a reason to have to double anyone. You know, I I think Anthony Davis has the capability. I think LeBron has capability, but consistently for forty eight minutes, I don't see that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see a Zion, for instance, or a, a Brandon Ingram, who you're saying, God, leave these guys. You know, sometimes like Zion last night, you know, you just, you know, they, 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 they can just play downhill on you. I I don't, but maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I no, just I, don't. I hear you. I hear you. Well, the other prediction that's come in is from Charlie, who says Steve Kerr will be fired by the Golden State Warriors. After everything that Steve Kerr has done with that organization, I don't see a world in which they fire him. I think if he's going to leave, he'll leave off his own accord this summer after the Olympics or, or whatever it might be. But do you see the Warriors making a coaching change? Because I think you're in a similar so, similar well, boat well, to the Lakers. What, it's what, like, what are we what are we expecting? Like, okay, all right, great. We we want to blame. Okay, all right, I get that. All right. I I, I and I re, I, I respect well, it, right? I, I mean the thing is though with with Darwin Ham and with and with Steve Kerr, there's some of the lineups that they put out there, they do make you scratch your head and think is this the right, like, like, like for instance, like, give me, give me an example. Like I watch the Lakers all the time living out here in LA. I never say that about Darvin Ham. I just look at their roster and go, I mean, these guys, some of these guys are in and out of the lineup. Um, You know, I'm looking at a guy saying, okay, like, well, I don't even know how you play today without playing screen role. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, with, with the Warriors, every time I see Steph and, and Chris Paul on the court at the same time and, and Clay Thompson in the mix as well. I'm looking at that like, so who are you guys going to guard? You've got two small guards and then Clay Thompson coming off however many major injuries. Is that the lineup? Well, and then you've okay. got guys on the bench like a Moody or Kaminga who could be getting more run. Well, he, 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 again, I'm, I'm not... It's one thing that I know as a former, as a former player and a former executive you don't really know what's going on until you get behind the scenes until That's you're true. in the locker room. That's true. Okay. Now, people want to know why Moody's not playing. Okay. Let, let me explain to you why Moody's not playing. Okay. It's called business. It's the business of basketball. It's the basketball business. If it's just basketball, Moody probably plays. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the business of it, if I remember correctly, Moody's still on a rookie scale contract. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's the business we're in. You're not gonna. So on one hand, we have a we have a guy, Clay Thompson, who's in a contract year. 
who's demanding or expecting whatever, whatever that is. That's his business. Not my, my, it's not my business. And then you have a guy who's on a rookie scale contract. Okay. Talk to me. Like, let's, let's talk about the, we're in a business, believe it or not. So let's do the business. Clay Thompson is going to play right now. He's going to play. Chris Paul is going to play. <laughs> That's the business we're in. Okay. okay if, you, if you're the Warriors and you've got Moses Moody, 21 years old, you've got Clay Thompson, significantly older and on an expiring contract. Why would you play the older player who wants more money over the younger player who can have the chance to develop? Let me tell how you how does why. that help the business? Okay. Let me tell you how it helps the business. 30, Steph Curry is your business. Mm -hmm. That's your business. Come see Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. That's your business. Experienced players, for the most part, give you a better chance of winning than an inexperienced player. It's just the way, that's the, way the world works. So it's easy to point the fingers but if you're watching the game, you have to understand the business in which we operate in and we're under. If you're going to go with Moody and you're going to go with inexperienced players, Moody, Kaminga, and those guys, which were great. I think both of those players have a chance to be terrific players in this league. Make no doubt about it. But what are you signaling signaling? to the other players, in particular, Steph Curry, what you're doing once you make that move. Yeah, time's up. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So when you do that, Mo, you better have the blessings of everyone because it's going to have an effect on everyone around it. So before we start firing people, before we start, why is this guy not playing? Let's just look at it for what it is. Steph Curry still believes the way this roster is constructed, you're going to have some level of conversation with your best player. Believe it or not, Mo, your best player is having some level of conversation to the construction of this team. Now, we don't talk about it. It's kind of one of those things. Well, he's the GM. Well, let me make a move and not even consult my best player. Well, Mo, you're going to be a GM someday. Let me see you do that, Mo, and see how that's going to play out. You just yeah. start doing things on your I, own. I mean, without... the Bucks tried to say that they traded Drew Holiday without telling Giannis, but I don't what, really what, believe it, that. What, 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 it is what it is. And it, it's that's another discussion. However, you're going to have some level of communication with your best player or players, right? Yeah. Because the best teams take accountability and hold themselves accountable. You you have to do it. Okay, hey, hey, such and such, do you think you can win with him? Absolutely. Uh, let's do it. You want that type, we call it buy-in, right? You want yeah. that level of commitment from your players. So until Steph Curry says he doesn't believe that they can win with this group, okay? Yeah. Until he says that, let's all play this out. Because all of those guys who've won there, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Joe Lacob, Play you know, Draymond, Draymond. Yep. all of those guys, they have earned that level of respect. I'm not saying we have to agree with it, 
they have achieved something over a decade, right? They've won like four championships, whatever. They've gone to the finals numerous times until they or the governors say it's over. They're going to keep fighting because they okay. believe in themselves. So all of this talk about firing people, da, da, da. Like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. But Steve Kerr is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So what are you, how are you going to replace him? What are you going to do? So all of a sudden there's a magic wand. Like every year is a different year. And that's why I keep going back to like these coaches. All right. Like what are we expecting with these players? Because the players play. Mm -hmm. The players play. And you got to like look around the league. There are really good players. And I say this all the time, Mo. It's really hard to win in this league. It's fun to talk about it, but it's really hard to win. Absolutely. And, 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 and if you respect this game and you look around this league, these are really, really, really good players. And the margin is there are some guys who are just exceptional. Jokic is an exceptional player. You put Jokic on any team right now, he changes the dynamics of your team. Oh, he's taking the Pistons to the playoffs, huh? He, you put Giannis on your team. They're changing it. There's some people who can just tip. They're that good. Yeah. But Mo, without those players, well, I mean, they got Steph Curry, who is in that caliber of player. Steph Curry, Steph Curry is a unique player. See, that's the thing about when you talk about stuff. You every player you can't apply like you can apply what we call standalone players. If you ask Steph Curry to be a point guard. Is he really Steph Curry? No. Okay. So there are there are. But he's still players. a great player, though. He's just okay. a different version of Steph Curry. Okay, that's fine. If I'm, but being an ex guard myself, when you ask someone to run a team, then Mo, you, you got to find somebody to pass him the ball because he's one of the greatest shooters, if not one of the best shooters of all time. Yep. So now if you take that away from him and ask him to run a team and distribute the basketball and an initiated offense and be the point of attack on your defensive thing and control the tempo of the game, Mo, you're taking away something that we all have come to love and respect and say, he, you see people, Reggie Miller and all these people say, man, he might be the greatest shooter of all time. He is. So, so if you take that away from him, He's a different version of, of the version we've come to say why he's one of the greatest guards of all time. Because we know, Mo, who played that position, that's a different responsibility. That's a different way of playing. That's a different preparation. That's a different mindset. Hey, man, I got to get such and such going tonight. He's been struggling the last week or so. All of a sudden, now Steph Curry isn't, concerned about himself he's got to do in other things so people say these things without really and this isn't a knock against Steph Curry or any other player some players get in a situation where it highlights what they do exceptionally well and Mo for him it was the right place the right time the right situation and yes he's earned everything he's got I have no questions about it however if you start saying 
you know, you can just put him anywhere on any team and he would be that version. No, that's not, no, no. That's not how that works. Okay. So we've got more predictions to get through. Uh, G-O-D-3 says that the LA Clippers will stay healthy for the playoffs, but they won't make it out the West. Who's I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wrote strippers, but I think he means the Clippers, uh, respectfully. I, I think I agree with that take because their lack of size is what concerns me down the playoffs. I mean, they've got great wing play with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden now. They've found their stride. He's got a good two-man game with Zubat going on, but... Do I think that even if they're healthy, they're going to win a Western Conference? I, I don't see it. Do you? Well, you know, Mo, they, they have one of the ingredients I, I can't dispel. They have talent. Mo, they've got talent, okay? And 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 listen. You can say whatever you want to say about the Clippers. But I will say this about the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard... There are times, even in these last, what, three to four years since he's been in the Clippers, there's been moments, Mo, where I've looked at Kawhi Leonard and I've said, God, he's he's still got it. When he's healthy. Okay. Now, you know, Mo, last year, before he got, I think it was last year, I think it was last year, before he got injured. Mm -hmm. Mo, when he was in the playoffs, he was arguably the best player in the playoffs. Yep. Okay. But it was him and Russell Westbrook. Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm not – listen, I just want to see him healthy because before – the year before in the playoffs, I think it was against the Utah Jazz or something. They, Converse, they had a I, I don't know what – but, but Mo, he, he was he – was without questioning. He, if he wasn't the best player in the playoffs, he was like top three. Yeah. I'm just saying this, Mo – I don't Kawhi Leonard, like you watch him last night. I don't know if you watched the game last night. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mo, he's just like I, 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 I right, mean, Mo, right now, even numbers wise, he's the best isolation scorer in basketball right that's now. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, Mo, now, now, when I look at their record, the only thing I can say is health. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy, Mo, <laughs> if you're saying Kawhi Leonard's going to be there for seven games. Yep. If you if you they're, just say uh, that, Mo. like right now, eight and two won the last four, and they're only what three games out of first place in the West. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If if, if you say Kawhi Leonard, if, if, now, so if they're up. fully healthy, how far do you see them going? I, I I don't I don't. They have one of the ingredients, Mo. Think, they have one of the ingredients. They have Kawhi Leonard. Now Kawhi Leonard healthy. Now I I, I reason and logic tells me Mo that he's probably going to miss some more games. He's probably not going to make it in the playoffs based on everything I've seen. However, Mo, if he is healthy and you're saying I get Kawhi Leonard for seven games, I get Kawhi Leonard healthy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dispelling him. I'm not going to dis because Mo, I know this man has the ability to carry you to 16 wins. Mm -hmm. We saw and it in puts, And well, we saw it in, in San Antonio. Oh, I, I mean, he wasn't carrying them. I mean, he had some pretty good well, players around him. Okay, defensively, I, again, I look at the game on the defensive end, not just offensively. You have to, your best player has to be dominant at some particular area during the game. In particular, if you're going to win a championship, you got to get stops. 
Kawhi Leonard has always, since the moment he stepped in his league on the defensive end. Absolutely. And you put him, you put him and Tim Duncan on the same roster. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. He took on even the old best Tim Duncan. He took the he took the elite assignment every single night. So all right. Tony Parker scored a lot of points. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Ginobili scored. Okay, da-da-da. Well, when they got to the LeBron and all those guys, I saw, I saw, but maybe my television was wrong. I saw Kawhi Leonard. He, he had LeBron scared straight. Okay, that's what I saw. Now, if he can just keep himself, you know, playing at a 70, when I say playing in 75 to 80% of the rest of the games, I don't know what this team is going to do. Because Mola, they have talent. They can score that basketball. Now, glaring weakness, yes. Yes. Glaring weakness. They Absolutely. They're up, up front, right? It's glaring. However, Mo, sometimes, sometimes, Mo, you will get, you know, if you, if you stay in the fight, sometime it'll, it'll, it'll go your way. Just like Golden State a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were small. They were small, but the the fight, they stayed in the fight and it went their way. The Clippers have talent, they have depth, experience, toughness, so forth and so on. Now, I don't if Paul George will lead them. I you know, I, I don't know about that. James, well, James Harden, Harden shot for the playoffs. You know, Wait and find but, out. But this but this is what I'm saying. They don't need James Harden to carry them. See that? Yep. See, now, in my opinion, James Harden is in this right world. If James Harden gives you one game, 30, 40 in, in Well, he did that the for playoffs, the Sixers last year. He, he won great. that game in Boston. But Kawhi Leonard can carry a series. See, see, that's the difference. You, you don't need James Harden to carry you to finish the series. You just need him to have a game. He's capable of having a game. Paul George is capable of having a game. The bench is capable of having a game with Russell and, and all of those guys coming off the bench. Ty Lu is a very competent coach. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi Leonard is very capable of just imposing his will on a series. That I know. So because I respect their talent, I'm not going to count them out. However, Mo, it's hard for me to say that, but that's just the truth. I would not, if I was playing in the playoffs... The Clippers would be one of the least teams that I wouldn't want to play because Mo, that's that's like it's pretty good. It's it's pretty Mo. Like you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook coming off the bench, coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, and Mo, Daniel that's Tice. A, that's <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. And, but that's 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 gonna that's gonna be tough. And. At any given moment, Mo, you know, you can make shots. So I'm not really to say that. I'm not going to say that. But, but they have to do it. And they haven't done it thus far. Well, a spicy take here for a prediction for 2024 is that Anthony Edwards will be the final MVP. That's what AG has said in the Discord. He's certainly right there for me. He, he's right if, there. If the Timberwolves get to the finals and win, he 100% will be the finals MVP. It's just a question of if they can get to the NBA. Well, finals. they pass out the award now before then. I, I mean, I think he's in the. I think he's in the race. I think he's in the race. You, you know, uh, 
you know, finals MVP. Shay. Finals MVP. Oh, finals. Yeah, if they get there, yeah, he could do it. I mean, yeah, he could do it. We just got to see yeah. if if Gobert can survive the playoffs now and how things would change since this time in Utah. Um, and also Kanye Towns playing on the big stage. How that well, I, I'm but gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I've this. got, yeah. I've got the most confidence in Anthony Edwards out of any of the players on that Timberwolves roster when it comes to the playoffs. Is what I will say. I, I think the key, and we we focus a lot on Anthony Edwards as we should. Cat, as we should. Rudy Gobert, his defensive prowess and play, defensive player as we should. But I think the key to this team. As I'm watching them, and I and I've watched them for some reason. I've watched them the last couple of games, and they've lost. Right? They lost to the Knicks in New York, and then they lost to New Orleans. I think last night. The key to their team is Mike Conley. Yes, because because he's getting up there in age. Yeah, the veteran point guard. Okay, and 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 and, and, and I and I, I I hold this to be true in the NBA, especially during the regular season. You know, Anthony Edwards is phenomenal, right? He plays and he plays downhill and clearly he can play. And what you love about him is that he can score in the half court. However, the one thing that I've noticed with them is there's no one else that that pushes the pace right now for Mm -hmm. the team. And it's putting a lot of pressure on Anthony Edwards to do both, right? Because he's scoring, handling, pushing and he yeah. defends. Okay. Now Mike Conley is getting up there in age and he's got to get through this regular season. Okay. And, and, and I understand it, you know, it's nothing worse than an aging guard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we've all been there. Okay. Cause you know, you just can't turn on the speed, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's there yeah. or, or it's not. And, and I get where Mike is coming. Mike's got to get through this regular season, but I would love to see them add, a player who could push the pace to I, I like really, Nikhil Alexander Walker coming off that bench. I don't know. I like I, I like him. But I think he's a very good player. I, I like him. I think defensively he's terrific. However, you need that player who can play screen role, play downhill a little bit, tack the defense, tack the rim a little bit. And then there's a fine balance because you got Anthony Edwards always sitting there. You know, you got guys like Nas Reed who can pick and pop and and he does what he does and cat and those guys. I think they I think right now as I'm looking at their team, I'm saying you just want to keep Conley as healthy as you can to get him through the season. When you get to the playoffs, you know, you have the rest, you know, that you're gonna need, which yeah, I think keep will, him fresh will, for the postseason. Keep him fresh for but right now, the grind of the regular season, I say, Oh wow, that, that's gonna be a lot for him mm-hmm. because they depend on him and he's a selfless player. He's like learned how to become a star in his role. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So I, everyone I, always I talks think, about yeah. how great of a teammate he is, and everyone yeah, that's what I'm I, I, loves to have played with him. Yeah, but I think right now, you know, certainly he's he's capable. I think you can win with him, but you got to get him through the regular season, and uh, that's what I've seen over the, like over the last week or so. I've seen that with this team. I say, oh, they got to figure out how to get Mike Conley off the floor a little bit, mm-hmm. just to keep him ready because you're going to need his his leadership and expertise there uh, in the playoffs. Stuart has two predictions. He says, number one, the expansion will officially be announced by the end of the year with Vegas and Seattle getting teams. Um, I think that's just a matter of time. I don't know whether it'll be this calendar year, next calendar year, whatever. I think that's just inevitable. But number two, Kevin Durant will be playing in Los Angeles, not saying what team, 
but Katie will be playing in LA. Um, well, the Clippers don't have the money to go out and get him without moving Paul George or Kawhi, or I don't think they'll want James Harden over there in Phoenix. And the Lakers certainly don't have the trade assets to trade for Kevin Durant. So I'm not super high on that, but a very interesting prediction <laughs> from Pierce McGlinchey says that the Spurs will trade for Trey Young and make a late run to the playoffs. Now, I don't know what San Antonio has that Atlanta would want in exchange for Trey Young, but I do think that Wembenyama would be the perfect player to help elevate Trey Young's game, especially with his lack of defense. Having Wemby behind you can't hurt. What do you think of that suggestion, BJ? Well, I you know I I don't I I, I don't see that you know if it's a, if it's one thing I've I've learned about Greg Popovich over the years is that there's a certain type of player that fits his personality and vice versa. I I don't see Trey Young and Pop meshing. <laughs> I just don't see that. Now Trey Young, all star and exciting player, so forth and so on. But the way he plays, I don't think is going to mesh with Greg Popovich. No. Okay. And and, and okay. So I, I I don't see that. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, like if you would have told me, <laughs> if you would have told me that there were a couple of passes last night, I was watching the Indiana um, Milwaukee game, and there were a couple of passes that Halliburton made, and I and I said to myself. I never in a million years thought I would see a, a point guard play like that for a Rick Carlisle team. <laughs> yeah. For a Rick Carlisle yeah. coach yep. team. Yep. Okay. And Rick Carlisle has allowed Halliburton. I know all the other former guards who've played for him was like, where was that Rick? Where was that version of Rick yep. Carlisle when I was playing? Yep. Not that they have Halliburton's talent, but just the way he plays, like yeah, 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 he's passing behind he's his old back. School coach. He's a little, yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, he had Jason Kidd on that Mavs roster, but that wasn't like Nets Jason Kidd that we saw. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. You know, I I think Greg Popovich is Greg Popovich is being very careful with Wembenyama because again, I don't know what he is. Like, I don't. When I say what he is, he's got to settle in, right, to something. And, and, right? and there's there's. I don't know if you saw the Spurs game, but there is um, this thing now where he wanted to bench Wembenyama and Wembenyama checked himself back into the game, ignoring Coach Popovich. So there seems to be a little bit of discontent. I don't know whether that's Popovich who wants to rest him or that whether that's the medical staff, but there seems to be something going on there where the players, and we've heard rumblings of this from people like DeJounte Murray and whatnot, but it seems like the Popovich right now isn't the same Popovich that built that dynasty because the players seem to be kind of losing his voice um, with what's going on. You know what I love about to hear that is players want to play. How many times now, Mo, did we see this load management stuff? And oh, then, oh, absolutely. Now, okay. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing as a, as a young player, especially with bigs. When you have a player like Wimbenyama, and, and and I'm gonna try to go into the mindset of a player. Losing Mo is very difficult. Okay, yeah. this young man has never, and I don't. I, I, but I I think I can say this. This young man has never lost like this before in his career. No, no, not okay. like this. And when there, there there's no fun in losing Mo. Like no. I I've been on 
both sides of the spectrum. And Mo, this is not fun. Okay. It's fun for the fans to talk about. It's fun for the media to talk about, oh man, they're going to have a high lottery pick and they got, they got multiple draft picks and and all those things. Right, Mo? All that stuff sounds great. Oh, the future is bright. Okay. When you're a player, Mo, there is no future. The future is now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Greg Popovich understands the following without saying this. San Antonio, at least in the last two decades, it's not like a free agent destination. No, never. Okay. Greg Popovich also knows that if you're going to build a if you're going to build a team, they're going to have to do it through the draft. Why? Because financially, they're not in the same category as franchises like the Clippers or the Lakers. Golden State and these teams who are willing to go to whatever streams extremes they have to do financially to win. Yeah. That that's this is the part of the business that no one talks about. So okay, so you say, okay, Greg Popovich isn't Popovich and built a team. Wait a minute, hold on. They drafted Tim Duncan. They drafted Manu Ginobili. They drafted Tony Parker. They drafted David Robinson. Okay. Okay, now you're talking to me. So clearly, Greg Popovich is very competent in what he's doing. But now we want to start trading to bypass the process. And then when we get those guys, and now we have no money to spend, and then everyone's, then who are you going to blame? Wimbenyama is just the first step. Yeah, and and he was on a minutes restriction. So he played 24 minutes. The team was down by 16. He checked himself in, scored a bucket, and then Pop subbed him back out. <laughs> okay, okay. This is what I'm saying. So the process that you have to go through to become good is the process. You draft Steph Curry. You draft Clay Thompson. You draft Draymond Green. Harrison okay. Butts. Butts. Mo, it, it, there's no way to escape this process in today's game, if you're going to have sustainability. Now, can you win it by one-offs? Yeah, you can You can, You can. can do that, right? You know, a guy changes. You get maybe one in there. But now, let's look at the Lakers. You, you got one in there. Well, the Lakers drafted a bunch of guys, like Julius Randle, like... But they, but they went in a different uh, direction. Uh, sorry, Brandon Ingram, J- Jordan Clarkson, Lonzo Ball. But like they drafted all those guys, and now they're elsewhere because okay, they that's what I'm jumped and they, got they, a trade for Anthony Davis, and they got a championship out of it. So Mo, there's different ways to do it. However, if you're going to have sustainability, because with Wimbenyama, okay, just like when you have Yoke, when you draft a Jokic and a Jamal Murray, Mo, you you have a chance now. But you got to draft those guys. Wimpinyama is the first domino. Mm-hmm. But now they're going to have to draft and they got to get this young man through it. Mo, you're going to have to get Wimpinyama and these guys through this process. And as, as I'm sure as frustrated as people are, especially the players, because I know winning stinks. It stinks. Losing. Yeah, I'm losing stinks. Sorry, yeah. Losing I think stinks, winning's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, winning's pretty good. Sorry. Losing <laughs> stinks. Wimbenyama is going to have to see the bigger picture here. 
because let me let me assure you this: Greg Popovich understands this, and Mo. Every time I'm out on the road, thus far, I know who's scouting and who's not. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and let me assure you this: the Spurs are on top of it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, if it's one thing I know the Spurs do as well as anyone, they can evaluate talent and they have proven over the years that they get players. They got Ginobili and these guys in the second round, Tony Parker late. They know talent. Okay. They know talent now. They've, they've, <laughs> that, that I can assure yep, you. Traded for so Kawhi on, so on I haven't lost. I haven't lost one. And they can develop talent as well. Because those guys, when yes. they got drafted, weren't the players that you saw winning those championships. And, and and you know what? Kawhi Leonard and all those guys, there's one thing I know the Spurs can do, and they do exceptionally well. So I get it. People are looking at this. However, I think Greg Popovich, Brian Wright, and those people over there, they understand their job. They are excellent at what they do. However, we got to go through it. This is this isn't this why we got all of these draft picks? Isn't yep. this why this guy? Okay, now we're going through it and like, wait a minute, someone's not doing because we want Wimbenyama to be no Wimbenyama's got to go through it too. We all knew this was going to happen. We've all said this. If he can get through his first two to three or four years, the 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 the, the, the world is his. If he can get through it. Okay, but he's got to get through this now. And it's their job to get him through this process. Man, though, I look forward to seeing it. That was, uh, I think that the predictions from our community were a lot better than the AI predictions, though. Uh, oh, a lot because more realistic. Because they're actually watching the game. How about that? Yep. <laughs> yep. They're, they're watching the games and they're listening to the best podcast in the world. So if you're new around here, subscribe to the Hoop Genius Podcast, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your shows from. We'll be back on Monday with another episode. And then we'll be here all week long, hopefully, because I'm taking my microphone and recording equipment to Paris with me in my suitcase. So uh, hopefully we get the episodes out. We've just got to pray that the hotel has fast enough Wi-Fi. If not, my friends in Paris, I will be knocking on your doors and saying, let me record the podcast in your house. Just be aware. I'm giving you the heads up now. BJ, I'm going to speak to you very soon, my brother. You guys have a great weekend. Always take care and get buckets.